0: We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. This morning I just said, Okay, Lord, what what are you saying to Wesley Chapel? And I heard um, a title of a message I had given, uh, not here, but in other places in our church, called Born from the Origin. And this is one of my uh, wheelhouse messages. It's an identity message. It will recalibrate you. It will bring you back to the basics. We're going to go like straight up, Nick at night, John 3, you know, what does it mean to be born again? You'll get that joke in a minute, what I just said. Jesus is talking to the Pharisee Nicodemus at night. (laughs) The groan, the the courtesy, oh, I got it, yeah. I got bad church jokes, you know those bad dad jokes? Like, dad, I got bad church jokes, I do, all right? It's good, like, why does, uh, why is it always right for the man to make the coffee? Because he brews, you know? Yeah, oh, so bad, (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, born from the origin, say origin. It's so important that if you've been born again, You think about yourself rightly. So if you've been born again in here, my question is, who do you really think you are? That's going to tell you a lot. If you tuned in this morning to Tampa or you listened to the podcast, Tracy had a very potent word on identity, the same thing. So the Lord is breathing on this. I think we didn't coordinate that. But I want to go towards who do you think you are now that you've been born again? What does it actually mean? Because some people have, are born again by, like, title only. It's kind of like, you know, politicians that are party lines by title only. They don't actually act the way they're, whatever they espouse to be. Or, you know, someone who's a uh, Christian on Sundays only or whatever. It's like title only. Or, you know, a boss who doesn't really have any authority. There's someone else in the organization who really, when they say it, something happens. But the boss has the title. They're the boss by title only. Right? I wonder how many of us are born again by title only and there's no real authority to it there's no real effectiveness to it I've been there I grew up that way all right I'm just saying I don't want anyone here like that so I'm here to help we're going to go back to John chapter 3 we're going to read verse 1 through 8 I have it for you and this is that story of Jesus talking with Nick Nicodemus at night. Nick at night. All right. It says, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Hard stop. Just a little side note. The Pharisees knew that Jesus was from God. He just said we. He's talking about the Pharisees. like, hey, They talk bad about you in public, but behind closed doors, they know you're from God, and they still don't like you. All right? That's just the way it was. So it can happen to you as well. You could actually be from God, and religious people not like you. So just a little confirmation. That was for me. That was just for me. Not for you. That was for me. (laughs) And you're like, come on, Nick, get with the program, dummy. You and I would have said the same dang thing, all right? We would have been like, well, what you talking about, Jesus? You know, it's kind of like what you talking about, Willis, but different. What you talking about, Jesus? That, that is, oh, you just said words, and it no compute in me, cabeza, right? It just doesn't, that doesn't jive. Unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. What, do you, what does that mean? And then Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you, one is born of water, and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we have seeing the kingdom, and we have entering the kingdom. Just want to point that out quickly. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. What meaneth This. This is Christianity, like, 101, and it still blows my mind. Like, that's a pretty deep passage right there. I think we blow over these things. I think we become over familiar with with the Scripture sometimes. We're like, yeah, I know what it means to be born again. Well, did you know that Jesus would have been speaking Aramaic? And the Aramaic language of that day, um, in Galilean Aramaic, he would have said, literally, instead of born again or born from above, that's the Greek. If you translate the Greek, it says born from above. But In Aramaic, with his lips, he would have said, you must be born from the origin. Yeah. If you want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born from the origin. Now, how interesting is that? To be born again is to be born from the origin later on, or right in the middle of that, in John 3, 5 through 6, I'm going to read it in a different translation, the Passion Translation. He says, I speak to you in eternal truth, unless you are born of water and spirit wind, I have this for you, sorry, John 3, 5 through 6, and the Passion Translation. Can we throw that one up? Yeah. Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth. Unless you are born of water and spirit wind, you will never enter God's kingdom realm. For the natural realm can only give birth to things that are natural. But the spirit realm gives birth to supernatural life. So I just wonder how many of us who are born again are still acting as if we're only naturally born. Like acting as if we're mere humans. We even say this stuff. I'm only human. No, you're not. You are not only human anymore. I'm removing your excuses tonight, okay? Like, well, I'm only human. We all fail. Yes, we all fail, but you're not only human. You're not. You are not. Even Paul said to the Corinthian church, are you acting as mere humans? Quarreling among each other? Bitter jealousy? Biting and devouring another? You're acting like mere humans. What's wrong with you? There's an inference here. What's the implication? You're not merely human anymore. You should be living supernaturally. All right? Supernaturally. So, born of water and spirit wind. I just want to break this down and, and kind of tell you what I think that refers to. All right. I'm no theologian. I'm really not. But I believe, and in, in my convicted opinion, this is a direct reference to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. This is a direct reference to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, where it says, The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You must be born of water and spirit wind in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 second verse in your Bible says the spirit was hovering over the face of the waters and when Jesus said you must be born again he said you must be born from the origin this is a call back to Genesis you must be born back there back there it is not born like start over in your natural life which is much of the church We're starting, we're trying again as a natural being. No, really, think about it. And you just judge for yourself if this has happened in you, because it happened, this is how I was raised. I'll tell you how I was raised. All right, you've been born again. Now start over in the natural. Use your natural person to become a better natural person. Work for it. Read your Bible, intake information, come to church, do these things, discipline yourself, and you will grow up into the things of God. But that is not what it says. You must be born from the original starting point. Not reborn from like when you were a baby in the natural. Born from a different origin. But born again. I know. this, so I don't want to confuse you tonight, but this is actually way deeper than we give it credit. All right, To be born again is to be born the way you were originally born. Which is in the spirit. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. How? How did he know me before I was formed in my mo- Before there was a natural thing to know, I was known. Come on. Come on. Come on. So you actually, you might have heard it this way. I'll, this is a good saying. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Okay. You are a spirit. How can I say that? Because we were made in His image and likeness, and God is spirit. John 4, 24. God is spirit. Okay? Let me help you. Holy Spirit's not like the red-headed stepchild of the Trinity. All right? Holy Spirit is God. God is spirit. Okay? Okay. Just felt good to say. All right? So when you're born again, you're born back in the way you were originally born, in the eternal realm in the original state of you. This is not a you try again now in your natural self. This is you start over in the original design of who you were and heal that natural self so that it can truly express who you've always been. This is so important you understand that you're actually becoming who you always were. To be born again is to become who you've always been. I'm going to say it slower and probably 10,000 more times. To be born from the origin, reborn, is to start with who you've always been in the real you. And your life now on this earth has been, before Christ, you were trafficked by sin. You were stolen. All right. Adam fell, right? And the whole world received death as a, as a condemnation, as a sentence for that. So the whole world received a death sentence, and you were born into death. But then you were born again because of Christ's death. He, his death became your new starting point, which was your original starting point. Are you following me? Because the Lamb of God was slain before what? The foundation of the earth. I, I feel like I can go quickly because you all know these verses, all right? Are you putting the pieces together? Okay, when we receive Christ, it's not that we are, okay, I received Jesus. Now I'm going to try harder in myself to be like Christ. No, when you receive Christ, you actually get invited into your true nature. Into who you've always really been in God. How can I say that? Well, let me ask you something. How many people has the devil fathered? Zero. Zero. Why? Because my Bible says he's the father of all. The father of all. That's right. Na- find a human being that God is not their father. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, God's my father because I said I chose him. Oh, sorry. Let me burst your Bible. You didn't choose him. He chose you. <laughs> Before you had a chance to choose, he chose you. So we have to be able to to see ourselves through this original lens if we hope to be born again by authority and by real-life implication, not by title only. To be born from the origin is to act like your true self, the self that's always been there, that's hidden under pain, under damage, under trauma, right? Because your body is the instrument for expressing yourself but your body is not yourself. Hello? Like, I look different than I did when I was eight years old, okay? But I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight years old. And I look different now than I did then, but I have always had a true self. And it hasn't changed. I've discovered it. Is this making sense? I know this is like, I don't know, maybe Sunday night's a little, this is too heavy, ready for Sunday night, but I think you're getting this, all right? Listen, listen to this in the message paraphrase. I like giving multiple translations because it helps. Same passage, John 3, 5 through 6, in the message. I believe I have it for you. It's this is I love this. <laughs> Jesus said, You're not listening. <laughs> Let me say it again. Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be like Jesus in my preaching. So, you know, (laughs) this is the message. It's a paraphrase. All right. But anyway, (laughs) Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. I'm going to read that again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible of baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whew. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. Did you hear that? Come on. You've been looking in the mirror and seeing you think that's you. That's an expression of you right now. But let me help you. That's only the expression of what you know of yourself to be. Okay, I don't want to get, like, really crazy, but I might. All right, like, uh, sorry, not sorry, bro. I'm filling in for you. So if I create a mess, I trust you to clean it up, all right? (laughs) And this is going on the podcast, so hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I wonder how much we have missed that, that others have actually caught in this, okay? Like, I'm trying to be gentle. It bothers me that church is, like, way less spiritual than some other places that I go. <laughs> like, I hang out. Like, <laughs> church should be the most spiritual place on the planet. Amen? Amen? And it seems like when spiritual stuff starts happening, church folk get weird. And get uncomfortable. Like, oh. You know, it's like, whoa. You know, now listen, there's alignment, there's agreement, there's following the flow of the Spirit. You, your Holy Spirit might be telling you one thing, my Holy Spirit might tell me nothing. I'm just, that's a joke. You know, like, whatever, we're working that out. But the world sometimes has a better grasp on what I just read to you than the church. I'm trying not to go there, but specifically, New Age, okay? New Age mystics. They know this better than you do. They know this better than you do. They're, they've grabbed a the principle. Now, they didn't, they're not giving the source the credit, all right? They're jumping over the gate to get into the Spirit instead of going, or they're jumping over the fence to get into the Spirit instead of going through the gate. Jesus says, I am the gate. Jesus is the only legal door into the Spirit realm. If you go over it or in a different door, you are illegal, okay? Are you with me? But Jesus said, all others who come, they're thieves and robbers. They don't go by the gate. What is he saying? He said, I'm the gate. You come in and find heavenly things. Those other ones who come and find heavenly things are thieves and robbers, meaning they can still find truth. Okay. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. They, you, you can actually discover something with the wrong process. You can discover something true with the, through the wrong process. Path. because all truth is from Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the originator of all truth, but only the Holy Spirit can lead you into all the truth. Are you with me? Is this okay? So I am just saying there, there are new age people and even just motivational speakers who talk like this and say, you are not that body. They say that. Has anyone heard this stuff? You are not that body. Motivational speakers, say they, 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 even like fitness coaches, to say, you look in that mirror and say, that's not me. You get a picture. They call it visualization. They say, visualize who you really are and tell that person to come forth. And they start commanding their person to come forth. And guess what happens? It works. It's a law and it's a, it's a spiritual law. And a principle that Jesus is talking about. Now, there's only one legal way to engage in these laws. And it's Yeshua HaMashiach. It's Jesus Christ the righteous. It's Jehovah made flesh. It's Yahweh. It's the Lord Almighty. Amen. No other door is legal or proper or safe, by the way. Okay. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? But there's a truth here. That we need to grasp. And what we do in the church is we say, look at how I'm acting. I'm such a wretch. Look at what I did. Are you hearing my point now? Look at what I've done with my body. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've said. Look at what I've been. And that's our determining factor for who we are. Is that not the opposite of this? I'm going to read it again. When you look at a baby, it's just that a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch. The Spirit. And that becomes a living Spirit. Being born again is more than a mental ascent into the truth. Being born again is actually realizing who you've always been by the power of the Holy Spirit. And calling that person up to the surface. And it might be harder to get that person out for some of us. It depends on how much sin damage is in your life. It depends on how many, how many times you've been hurt, what bitterness you're carrying, offense, judgments, things like that. That keeps the real you from coming out. But it doesn't redefine who you've always been. Are you with me? Okay. I got it off my chest. I just had to say it. So being baptized is the prophetic act of being born from the origin. Why? Because water and spirit win into his death and up from the grave into the deep it says the spirit was hovering over the waters of the deep the face of the deep come on born from the origin now this is really important i have a couple more points so we're not to the bottom of the rabbit hole just so you know we're gonna keep going (laughs) i'm gonna keep going if you want to follow come on let's go All right, this is actually more important than we're giving it credit to. It's not just like, okay, yeah, I'm not just, I'm just becoming who I've always been. Got it, Caleb. No, it's actually the very first struggle is the battle against our origin, of our origin. Every struggle starts with the struggle of our origin. Every single one of your struggles in your life starts with the belief about who you are and where you came from. Every single one of them. I'm going to say it a hundred more times. Every struggle you have starts with the belief about your origin, what you believe about that. You know this verse, Ephesians 6:12 in the ESV, it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. People want to talk about spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places at the end of the list, but they want they, they skip over this first word, rulers. Like, we want to get to the big dogs or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it says, we do not war against flesh and blood. That means, that's sarkinos. That's the Greek word for flesh and your person. It doesn't war against people. People are not your problem. That means you're not your problem. What you believe about you is the problem. The problem is you don't think the problem is the problem. That's your problem. Are you okay? <laughs> It says, we do not war against this. Well, look what I did. I don't care. What do you believe about you? As a man believes in his heart, so is he. It says, we do not war against flesh and blood, people, actions, natural things, but against rulers. Hard stop. That word rulers in the Greek is the word origin. Our first war is against a spirit called origin. Yeah, you can check me. It's the Greek word origin. Okay, it means your beginning. The chief thing, the principal thing, the starting point. Not just the most dominant thing, but the first thing. The chief and first thing. That is the actual definition of the word rulers there. It's the word origin. Your struggle, every struggle you have starts with the struggle against your origin. You can't get down to pulling down, you know, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We can't even get there if you don't understand your origin. It's like the sons of Sceva, right, coming against the demons in the book of Acts. If you don't know the story, these guys heard Paul was casting out demons, things like that. And so they decided to try their hand at it. I don't know what got into these madmen. I would not be, like, lining up for that. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me try. No, I would not. I know some people that they are like, I love being on airplanes because demons manifest and I, they can't escape from me. And I get to cast them out. I'm like, you're a crazy person. I'll I, never get on an airplane with you. I just want to sleep, okay? I'm just trying to get where I'm going. and trying to have a bunch of demons go off at 50,000 feet. I don't know what's wrong with you, okay? I got friends like that. I will not fly with them, okay? Because they're not making it up either. It's real, all right? It's like, just whatever. But... <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I don't even know why I told you that, except the sons of Sceva, right. They, they were going after it. And what happened? They tried to wrestle out a demon. And the demon says, Jesus we know. Paul we've heard of, but who are you? And you know, the demons probably knew who they were. But the sons of Sceva didn't know who they were. I promise you, they didn't know their origin. If they had known their origin, it wouldn't have been a fight. Like, I've actually never wrestled out a demon. I've hugged them all out. I've actually, every person I've ever encountered with a demon, I have hugged the demon out. I have. With a a hug, hug love. Yeah, Georgian Banoff taught me that. So you see someone with a demon, this is your deliverance training. Open your arms. Walk close to them. Close your arms. I was like, okay. <laughs> I did it. And demons came out of people. It was great. You know? And they just, they just felt the love of God. There was no fight. There was no battle. Why? Because I know who I am. Right. I know where I began. I know who my daddy is. I know my origin. I have no doubts about where I began and who I really am. I'm in Christ. I didn't get in Christ at eight years old when I said a prayer. Right. <laughs> Okay, I received the reality and gift of walking in Christ. Okay, this is so important, and I'm not preaching um, uh, universalism. I'm not. I'm not preaching any of that stuff. I'm saying your prayer and your yes to God came after he paid it all. Okay, I'll say it this way. I'm really getting in trouble. I don't know what's happening here. Am I going into all the testy waters here? But okay, maybe not all of them. But... You know, it says that he died for the sins of the whole world, right? He's the Lamb of God who was slain for the sins of the world, right? He takes away the sins of the world, John the Baptist said, right? The whole world, all of them, right? Did you know that everybody's sins are paid for? All. Did you know that the entire world's sins are paid for? And it's as many as who received him he gave the right to become children, meaning it manifests. So here's what's going to happen. At the day of judgment, which we believe in a day of judgment, we do. It's in our statement of faith we believe in that. We might not believe in the expression that you believe in, but we believe it's coming. There is a day of judgment, amen, where all men will be judged, but my sin has already been judged. He said, now is the time for judgment, that if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. He judged my sin 2,000 years ago, and he said, not guilty over me, over you, over every single person on the planet. Now, what happens happens is we get to share that good news, and people either get to receive it or refuse it. And some will refuse it. Say, I don't want your payment for my sins. I will pay for my own. It's true. It's sad, but it's true. That's what's going on, okay? I believe this is what gets me in trouble. (laughs) This is my opinion. Say Cale's opinion. I say this is what. This is one of the things that gets me in trouble. (laughs) This is Cale's opinion. Say it again. Even Pastor Eric might have a different opinion. That's okay. Honor is not agreement. I believe every single person's name is in the Lamb's book of life. And if you don't show up for roll call, he will blot out the names that do not answer. He will call your name. He'll say, Jennifer such and such. Oh, she refused to come? blotted out. Timothy such and such. He's not here either? I paid for him to come? he blots it out. C.S. Lewis said it this way, and I agree with him. All who are in hell, choose it. Jesus laid down at the gates of hell and said, over my dead body, will you get in here? And some will. And we are to warn people away from the foolishness of that. Are you with me? But your prayer, your yes, didn't actually do anything to you. It brought you into the awareness of what he has done for you. And through you. Are you with me? Man, we hold on to this thing like, no, I I said the prayer. I did the thing. I look. I did the thing. I earned this. No, you ain't earned nothing, bro. (laughs) You received everything. You've earned nothing. This is about origin. Where did you begin? You began as a gift from God. He wanted to gift the earth with you. He wanted to gift Wesley Chapel with the people in this room. He wanted to give a gift. And he put skin on it and named it Josh. And says, I'm going to give him guitar skills and a beautiful voice that will wrap people's soul in a blanket when he sings. And invite them into singing unto the Lord. I'm going to give them that. And he said yes to walking in that gift and partnering with that gift. Why? Because he could, he could see it finally. Why? Because he was born again. Born from the origin. Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. What now? What now? Now begins the process of spiritual maturation. You are progressively maturing. Amen. Amen. Christina's with me. You are maturing every day, right? Anyone else want to say they have more to mature in? I have way more places to mature. All right, the rest of you are deceived or lying. All right, we are all maturing, right? We are growing up in the household of God. We're being retrained, but we are not disciplining our flesh. The flesh has been dealt with, okay? It's actually the carnal you is gone. The carnal you was never the real you in the beginning, in the first place, Are you hearing what I'm saying? The carnal you was the damaged, broken, disconnected you. And then you got reconnected in your heart, your soul, and your mind. And God is now healing you of all the damage that came from being in that that way, even from your family, right? Come on. And now we're growing up, and we're relearning the patterns of, for life. Listen to this, Ephesians 1, 5 through 6, in the Passion Translation. It says, It was always in His perfect plan to adopt us as His delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One. Let's stop right there for a second. It was always in His perfect plan to adopt us. That means He knew that the human race would fall and would need to be redeemed. An adoption is going and saying, yeah, I want you choosing us back and paying for it. You know, an adoption costs money, right? It was always his perfect plan to adopt us back as his delightful children. That doesn't mean you became his children upon adoption. It means you got all the rights of the children of being a child upon adoption. As many as received him, he, be, they, he gave them the right to become. It's when you get the rights of a child I feel like this is really important. I'm, I feel like it's a rabbit or a side trail, but it's, I don't know why. It feels really important. You need to look at every single person you meet as a child of God. Either they know it and they're walking in the rights of it, or they don't. Like we say, lost, found, found free peace reign. But it's not the right to go, lost people, found people, or not children, children. Like, we're the children of God. Arr, and those wretched, evil human beings out there, they're not. Um, no, I'm sorry. The father has, or the devil has fathered no one. So maybe someone t- should tell them the good news that like dad came down, paid all the bills. And now they're free to live life to the fullest. Maybe someone should preach the good news to them and tell them their debt's been paid. The debt they're trying to pay, it's it's been paid. Hey, <laughs> hey you don't know it, but God's your dad. That's the gospel. And it invites them back into right relationship to have the rights of the children of God. Okay. I feel like that's really important. If you demonize the one that Jesus died for, you are of the wrong spirit. He says they're to die for you. You say, I, they're killing me. Did you hear what I just said? Man, they're killing me. Yeah, that's the wrong spirit. I would argue it's the anti-spirit anti-you-know-what spirit. Because <laughs> Christ says they're to die for. I know, maybe, maybe we need to retrain and relearn new patterns of life, right? Are you with me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you hate someone in the name of God, I don't want your God. Because my God, his name is Jesus, he loved the world, not hated the world that he died for them. He so loved the world. Okay, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> It was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. What's the unfolding plan? You growing up in love. It starts with recognizing and agreeing that you've been born again. Born from the origin, just like Adam was born of the breath of God in the garden, like God and very good. That's what it means to be born again. And now we're being the unfolding plan that brings him great pleasure is you realizing the truth of that, of what I just said. And that's the lifelong journey. If I sin, you know what I remind myself of? Where I began. My repentance method is, man, I started in God. I'm a child of the Most High. And He died to bring me into awareness of that. That thing I just did was so unlike me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving that before I ever did it. I'm not doing that anymore. That's repentance, this side of the cross. Not, oh, God, please forgive me. I'm a dirty wretch. I did it again. Oh, God, you hate me. I know you hate me. Why do you love me? I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. But thank you that you love me. No. No. Thank you, God. You actually, you brought me out of that before I even was in it. Come on. God did not create you to be fallen. In fact, the human race did not begin fallen. We're talking about origin. I'm talking about your origin story right now. The human race did not start in a fallen state. Come on. Come on, I know, I, I've already ruffled feathers up here about this stuff, but I don't care. I'm going to keep saying the truth to you. And if you don't like it, I'll see you in heaven. God bless you, all right? So, <laughs> really, the human race did not begin falling. I know you, we've been taught that. It started with God in the garden, like God and very good. That's what it, this is talking about, being born from the origin, born in rest. You know why man was created on the sixth day? So that the first full day of man's existence could be resting with God on the seventh. The first full day would be enjoying one another. Not a day of labor, a day of rest. The first day. That's your origin. Receiving from God, receiving a life from Him, starting in Him. You start viewing yourself that way, guess what you won't want to do? Sin. You will not want to disobey. You will not want to do these things that you think you want to do. I'm telling you, you only think you want to do it because you're not calling the problem the problem. You're calling your actions the problem, but your beliefs are the real problem about where you began, born from the origin. If you believe what I'm saying to you, this might, this might, you know, in your brain it might not be making sense, but I hope your spirit is catching it. You're not called an understander, by the way. You're called a believer. Okay, it says, unless you are born again, born from the origin, you cannot see the kingdom. I want every single person here to see the kingdom, to advance it in your everyday life, to see righteousness, peace, and joy just flourish about you. I'm seeing it. Like, I have no problem telling you. Like, I see this. I see this in my house. I see it in my children. I see it with my wife. I see it with my team. Like, it's easy to love the people around me. There, nobody on my team is killing me. <laughs> Are you with me? Nobody. They're all a joy. It's not a it's not a burden to be here. It's a blessing for me to come and support Pastor Eric. I love it. I served at the marriage conference all day yesterday with Jimmy and Gigi. I literally ran the live stream recording. I was serving it, and they're like, "He's such a servant." I'm like, "This doesn't even feel like serving. This is this is fun. I love it. Well, it's just." Like, righteousness is easy when you know who you are. Like, this is just who, this is what the family does. Amen. It's just natural for those born from the origin to act like this. I'm not born again by title. I'm born from the origin. And so are you. And it's so important that we just agree in our hearts with that truth and let God unfold it. Right? Right? There's a lot. I mean, I said a lot of things that God needs to unfold. You might take 10 years to think about what I just said to you. Good. All I'm doing is repeating Jesus, you know, and you should think about what he said. All right. You must be born again, born from the origin. What does that mean? We should be wrestling with these things. Amen. And we need to grow. So if there's parts of your life that don't look like God, you should be maturing out of them. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying you don't have any problems. I'm saying the real problem is what you believe about your origin. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against origin. First one, origin. Start there. Principalities and powers will come down if you know who you are. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Blessing Place Wesley Chapel. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at our gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.